0: Peter, hey,
1: don't you need bigger glasses for this episode?
0: (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps. I'm Adam Anis, And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Advice and inspiration. For music oh, and you, life, you Coming leaned you. into it. You leaned into the inspiration. What are you doing? What are you checking your message? Up? We, we're doing a podcast I here, know. buddy. So I, you <laughs> know, I got
1: to. You know, we did podcasts on why not to have your phone open as you're doing important yeah. things, and I
0: am <laughs> <disregarded violating> that. <laughs> That's okay. Our it's own rule, Peter. <laughs> it's all good. We're having fun here. Oh Hope everybody's doing gosh. well. We're coming at you old school with the audio podcast. Well, that's what podcasts are. Aren't podcasts great? Aren't they the best? They are the best. And they're the worst sometimes too. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> like people. It's, it's like, the like people. They're the best. You know. The worst. Yeah. We're,
1: well, we're here in our new pod suite. This is like pod suite v three here. Man, this We've, is like this is pandemic version of the pod pod suite. Yeah, we got a plexiglass, uh, it's sheet between us, which is really, I think, just for the placebo effect.
0: <laughs> no, dude, it's real plexiglass and it's a barrier. I mean, on the other hand, I guess we could be in just different rooms at this point, but you know, we're yeah. here, we're having fun.
1: Yeah, no, it's fun. It's, yeah. yeah no, so we yeah. are,
0: yeah, I mean, thank you guys for listening. We're always having a good time here. We are sponsored by Open Studio. That's right. Go to Open Studio Jazz. For oh yes, yes. I've never done that. Never will do it again. Sound like an idiot. He's on board. um, He bought in. We've got so many great things happening. Not the least of which um, is a wonderful new course. Well, it's relatively new. The Magic Voicing System that we discussed two weeks ago here on the podcast. Yeah, which folks are kind of going crazy. And it's a course. It's your brainchild, and it's based upon one simple concept, one magical concept. So, Um, but folks are really loving that because it seems to be unlocking some knowledge for folks on you know a, a kind of tricky area like how do you conceptualize voicings how do you play better voicings how do you approach jazz chords at the piano so that's been a nice thing and you can check out the piano access pass yeah get in on that and um yeah what are we talking about today well today
1: we're talking about bill evans you know we've We've played Who? some Bill Levins. <laughs> Bill Levins. He's yeah. my accountant <laughs> from East Rutherford, New Jersey. No, uh, Bill Evans, uh the, you know, the great pianist. The master. We've played him on the show before, but only in the context, I think, with Miles Davis. Yeah. And, you know, we've no, heard, we played him before. We, we I think we have played him before, yeah, too, but, but not enough. Not enough. And I thought we would do, we haven't done. It's been a long time since we've done a a two jazz pianist reacts. This isn't even a YouTube video, (laughs) but it feels like.
0: But it's it's supposed to be like two jazz pianists reacts to Britney Spears. You all can imagine the thumbnail.
1: It's like Peter (laughs) double pointing at me, and I'm like,
0: whoa! Yeah.
1: And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to listen to Bill Evans' Autumn Leaves from Portrait and Jazz, uh, which is one of his iconic records. Mm. Scott LaFaro. Who? Scott LaFaro, ever heard of him? A young Scott LaFaro, I believe, on this recording. Well, he was always young, because, unfortunately, yeah. Um, And then, but a very young Paul Motion. Yeah. And this is just one of Bill's great... Solos. So it starts with the melody, which you heard there with that little intro, the don't, 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 dun- that little like uh, three over four thing that they do as a trio. And then uh, there's the bass solo, and there's some really good interaction with that. But we're going to skip all that because we're going to go straight to the piano solo. Of what really matters here?
0: Yeah. Um, I think I transcribed this solo as a young teen. Mm. It's It's been often transcribed and yeah. for good reason. I mean, this is a good one to... In fact, you might even say on two fronts. If if you're only going to transcribe Bill Evans, one Bill Evans solo, but why would you? But or a first one, although this is not the easiest solo, no, to transcribe, it's not. But it, you know, it could be a good entry point if you're at the level you can handle it, right? Bill Evans solos are a little bit like
1: they're a little bit like Keith Jarrett solos, or even like um, someone like Bud Powell solos. Like you think they're going to be easy, right? You think right. they sound easy. Because they make it sound so easy. That's that's, you, that's the that's you know. the great trick there. And then you get in there and you're like, oh snap, this is actually fairly difficult. So, yep. but this is a great solo. So let's check it out and we'll uh, we'll share our thoughts once the solo is over. Back and forth trading, and take the head out. Well,
0: I, I like how you kind of kept it going. It's like we're just gonna listen to the piano solo, but like the bass solo's got got a little piano solo. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bass solo's kind of killing too. Actually, it is great, and and this is something that Bill Evans we hear, hear him do in different situations. Uh, I believe on this record too, where he, it's almost like a like a, a New Orleans cacophony of voices happening at the same time. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that was a thing of like from Miles that he got, or just he was hearing. I mean, basically. I think it's really cool because he finishes his solo, obviously, and the bass solo starts as you normally would think, and then we have some drop down from the drums and different things. But it's not like bam, and and it's not a square kind of way. He basically keeps soloing on top of the bass. Well, and it's like that section that happens
1: before the piano solo is kind of the same thing, where the bass and the piano are trading like that. And I think it's a that's a fairly strong characteristic of, especially with Scott LaFaro in this trio. Yeah, but actually, all of
0: Bill Evans trios, Paul Motion too, man, oh, killing. Um I got a fun story about meeting him, but we'll we'll get to that. I so this uh and I was just looking this up. This was the the, the Bill Evans, I mean this is of course the classic Bill Evans trio. Yep. Um this was their first recording together. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize and that. And it was there yeah. um uh, if my inside sources are correct. Big shout out to Wikipedia, how you doing? Mm. But uh and it was recorded eight months after kind of blue. So I'll give you oh, a little bit awesome. of a reference point there. Yeah. Wow. Um so I was just thinking like his um bill evans i think he's such i mean it's so much to unpack here there's a lot of there's a lot of evans there's this a, one. Lot a lot of Evansisms, yeah. yeah and like this period and you know i was thinking of like everybody digs bill evans which wasn't that much before this yep. but that was you know i think that was with sam jones and philly joe jones exactly. or pc and philly i yep. think it was sam jones but they like once he started moving here like you're still hearing some very strong red garland influences mm-hmm. like everybody like i think every time yeah wynton kelly for sure but you've got those evanisms in there and like he's definitely it's the beginning of this trio concept specific i think to paul motion and scott lafaro yep um but we have the historical context of hearing you know at the vanguard and the the later you know the short-lived but those great recordings and of this great trio and where it developed but you're really hearing that happen i would say already yeah and and Exactly right, and I love that you
1: mentioned the Red Garland thing because he does one of his Billy, 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 you know Billy Evans, <laughs> Billy Evans. Oh, that's <laughs> on, one of his on the Bill East Evans, <laughs> Bill Evansy things where he does, um, which I think is is directly related to Red Garland, where he he does something like, like yeah. he does the chords with the single line. Now Red might do like with more octave, sp- right. octaves or spread voicings, yeah. but the fact that he's he's doing this melodic.
0: It's a tough little thing, too. The way he does it is not yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah, It's not easy. And off. then
1: I, what I love about this solo too is, you know, the um, that kind of—I don't think that was the exact theme, but that theme at the beginning. Yeah. You know that that sort of uh, turn yeah. with a wide interval at the top. Little riff, little riff, little riff is a theme that keeps coming back. And then another Evanisms uh, it, that he does is that whole like. You know yeah. that triplet triplet on triplet, right? Oh yeah. So if you're here, you know on the on the piano, it's something we don't think about that much of like any he, and he can put it over the bar. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that was not clean the way I just did that. No, 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 but it's definitely
0: got the it's got the flair and the feeling. I I think too, you know, if you look at this solo and really the way he plays a lot during this period, um, it's fairly thick. Like you know, we talk about like leave spacing and stuff, and like if you don't really clue into to hearing where he's coming from and how he's setting off the architecture of the of his phrases as the solo unfolds, you might think wow he's just playing continuously, but Bill Evans is the master on this solo, the master of the very brief spacing and pause, but very well timed. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's actually, I think, not a huge amount, but the correct type of breathing room between those phrases. And it's a fun thing to kind of um, you know, we talk about deep listening and going back and kind of analyzing, learning some techniques about how you can incorporate that into your playing, no matter what style or tune you're playing over. Yeah. Like because it's a it's a great thing to have. Yeah, it's easy to set up your phrases to have space when you leave a lot of space around them. And that's important sometimes, but what about when it needs to be denser? You know, you talk about Bill Evans, you talk about John Coltrane, the master of that as well, uh, different ways to do it. Um, but that's, that's, I think a a great thing that kind of jumps out, um, well, and he had and his, his own solo. signature space. He
1: would have his own like this, and he does it a lot in this one where he he breathes on on the one, yes, which is something that is counter. Like we kind of teach sometimes comes, against, back, comes in on the inner one, right? He's yeah. always like one, two, three, four, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and then when he hits on one, yeah. it's actually pretty powerful. Yes. You know what I mean, and we well, always
0: talk about like the syncopation, like letting it delay, letting it delay, and then bam, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a call and response with yourself rhythmically, but it's also like setting up the drama and setting up the uh, the resolu- the rhythmic resolution in a way that's a little bit elongated. Yeah. That's great,
1: man. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bill Evans, for the beautiful track. I do recommend transcribing at least the first chorus of this. You'll get a lot of really solid um, jazz theory yes. on a tune that you probably should know anyway, and it's a great solo to, to start with. I think this would be challenging for a beginner. I think even for an intermediate player to do all like... I don't know ten choruses or whatever he does. It's right. a long solo, so yeah, yeah but that first chorus is fairly easy to hear, and you're going to get a lot of great information. Absolutely.
0: And I was just looking up. Everybody digs Bill Evans. Totally recommend that record. I know a lot of people have heard it, but Sam Jones, like, yeah, Sam Sam Jones. Yeah, Philly, I mean, that's and it's such a like to to hear the way Bill Evans plays with that trio versus this trio. It's still Bill Evans. You know, yeah. a lot of people are like, wow, well, he's He's not playing differently. I mean, he's playing. It's a different recording. That what is this? Like a year? Because this was his first record, I think, on Riverside. Yeah, it's like a year, year and a half or so, maybe two years. But, you know, he had, Bill Evans had such big years, mm. you know, especially for from a rhythm section standpoint from, I mean, from everything, but from like a trio standpoint, the rhythm section, the bass and the drums and like, he could hear how they, you know, Sam Jones and Philly Joe Jones played, Faro, Paul Motion, and he could fit in there in a way that was so just authentic and organic and beautiful, you know, master trio player and beyond. Good stuff. Oh, I should tell my Paul Motion story real quick? Yeah, go for oh, it. Are you begging me to no, tell gotta, it? Oh, gotta, no, no, no. You okay. Gotta, you gotta, oh, gotta. If, if, Really? You want to hear it? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I met Paul Motion maybe like 93, 94, 1993, 94. When I was playing with Roy Hargrove, and he's touring around Europe. Of course, I you know, knew Paul Paul Motion, but he was so like understated. I was like, wow, that's him. When I met him. Hey, how you doing? And he was famous around that time because he was like 15 years ahead of the curve on the you know about one-bag travel? You taught me about one-bag one travel. One-bag travel, yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know about it. Back then, I had one huge duffel bag, and I was you know, bringing all sorts of stuff. But Paul Motion had... He didn't travel with drums, which, of course, nobody does now. Yeah. Um, But even he was ahead of the curve with that. He's like, you know, they'll provide drums, wherever. And he was touring heavy in Europe. And, I mean, everybody loved him. Hmm. And uh, he had one bag. He had, like, three kind of days worth of clothes, he said, and he would wash stuff in the hotel or send it out. And we were all like, oh my God. You know, we had like eight suits on the road. We were young lions or whatever. We were like, man, this guy is a legend, but he's kind of crazy. But it took me, you know, 15 years later or so, that I started adopting that and I don't want to say I'm the the Paul motion of <laughs> modern one bag jazz musicians traveling but I kind of am I mean yeah. I'm kind of I've mastered it I've perfected it but Paul motion was my original cuz I was like wow that seems like so so much freedom I didn't get it cuz I literally used to bring like a hundred CDs on the road in oh these gosh. like folders. And stuff. I mean, I had so much stuff and Brian blade was, that's adorable. not
1: to sell, by the way, that's to listen to. That's on to the listen plane. to. I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Brian blade who I was traveling with, I guess that was a couple Oh, maybe no. Yeah. It was like 94, 95. He used to bring Elp, a uh, record player. And LPs in his big bag to have no in his way. room. He might have still. He probably did that like six months ago. What am I talking Hipster about? Hipster Brian Blade, Hipster man, man. bringing an LP. Was, that's what he was doing. Come so on. I mean, like we were more, you know, like uh, in a kind of different place with that. But Paul Motion, I always kind of had that in my mind. I was like, that would be so cool, but I just couldn't conceptualize it fully. I Remember
1: the first time I flew with you, Peter? You, I, I came to the gate and you were there, and you just had a backpack, and <laughs> I was like, you chuck your bags, and you're like, no.
0: Oh man, I hadn't checked the I hadn't checked the bag since the '90s, bro. <laughs> no, maybe early 2000s. Yeah, I'm serious. I, I I probably haven't checked a bag in 15 years. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Why? Wait, because you know what? Waiting at the thing is the worst. Man. Is the worst. Having them lose your bags is the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, it is. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All
1: right. Until next time, Go here.